fan. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Talk.com. Uh, we are verbally bred to run, and here we go at 9.03. Michael, a uh, very good morning to you, and um, all this craziness with the Minnesota Vikings. First, uh, let's begin with Dalvin Cook and um, all that has emerged. First place I saw it was uh, ProFootballTalk.com, and uh, subsequently uh, there have been things that uh, have emerged with uh, Dalvin Cook running back for the Minnesota Vikings. What uh, What's your take on all of this stuff and him and and a lady who's a sergeant in the military, and good morning. Anytime, good morning. Anytime you have a situation like this, you're going to have two sides of the story, and it's going to seem like two completely different realities. The truth is usually somewhere in the middle, and Zach Hiller, Dalvin Cook's agent, tried his best last night to get ahead of it and paint Dalvin Cook as the victim. He got Adam Schefter to, to swallow the hook with an extremely vague and self-serving tweet that, emerged out of nowhere then i heard from zach and he went on the record with me with some more stuff but i was careful to point out in my article that these were the contentions of dalvin cook not facts right there's going to be another side to this and as we see there is another side to this so the allegation seems to be from cook's perspective that this now former girlfriend who was a sergeant in the u.s military the implication being you know she can take care of herself that doesn't excuse uh, an assault committed against anyone. I don't care who they are. If it's Hulk Hogan all the way down to 98-pound weakling like me, you've got protection against, you know, being assaulted physically, whether it's criminal law or civil law. But it, it sounds like there was an altercation in his home. The contention will be that she unlawfully entered the home. There will be all sorts of allegations and counter-allegations. And unless it settles, it's going to go to a trial in front of a jury, civil, not criminal, no criminal charges yet. But now that this is on the NFL's radar screen, you have to wonder what they're going to do about it because Ezekiel Elliott got suspended six games a few years back, and he was never arrested. He was never even sued, never even sued. So 
this is something that definitely needs to be handled and dealt with and worried about from the perspective of Dalvin Cook's camp because we know what the league has done in past situations. And even though he insists he's innocent, there's enough here. And this is what's frustrating to people who are caught in the gears of the civil justice system who fervently and zealously believe that they are blameless. You don't get to just show up and say, I didn't do it. You have to go through the process because everybody's initially going to say, I didn't do it. It's like the arraignment in My Cousin Vinny when Joe Pesci's trying to make the substantive argument as to why his cousin and his cousin's friend are innocent. You prove that later. For now, no one's going to say, okay, we take your word for it. You didn't do anything. There's a process that needs to unfold. Hey, so so with the interview, uh, the phone interview that, that you did with Zach Hiller, who, um, who is Dalvin Cook's agent, I'm looking at the headline right now at, um, at profootballtalk.com, Dalvin Cook contends he's the victim of domestic abuse and extortion. Subsequently, uh, the, the lady side of the story started to come out. Now, I'm, I'm just wondering why right now? I mean, it's like clearly Hiller jumped this anticipating something is coming so he can, if anything, start winning winning the approval of public opinion. Is that a good take? Yeah, you're spinning it your way so people process it as Dalvin is the victim, Dalvin is the victim, Dalvin is the victim. That's what he was trying to do because he apparently knew the Star Tribune was going to be pushing a story regarding litigation. Now, Hiller has told me there's no litigation, but it sure looks like there's litigation. So... You know, even if there isn't, there sure as hell will be, and this all gets resolved in court at the appropriate time unless the case is settled. But somewhere north of 90% of all civil cases get settled through mediation, other alternative dispute resolution procedures. Judges don't want to be constantly tied up trying civil cases. They don't get paid by the case. They don't get paid by the hour. They're on salary, and the more cases that get settled, the less work they have to do. And I'm not saying they're lazy. They just have to manage their dockets because most judges are ridiculously overworked. So so the, this this situation allegedly took place about a year ago in Invergrove Heights, which is uh, close to the Vikings facility in Egan at Dalvin Cook's house. All of that is allegedly. Um, it, it's strange that there were never... 911 calls or or like like criminal charges coming out of it initially but that's not dispositive that, that you know it, it's it's the kind of thing where you know sometimes people just don't do it people people choose not to call the police people try to work things out on their own and and it looks like there was a reconciliation between Dalvin yeah. and the then ex-girlfriend and now as of May became ex again and I'm looking at the statute of limitations because if it was last November when this happened and it's November now, anything that would have a one-year trigger needs to be filed now. That's what may have caused it. Now, usually it's two years for personal injury, but if there's going to be a false imprisonment type of a claim, and I saw that thrown around, whether it was against her or whether it was against him, that may only be one year. So my guess is if it was last November when this incident happened, there may be a claim that's going to be made that will expire if it's not made before the one-year anniversary of the event, and that may be why it's happening. Now, you're throwing the fact that they apparently had a permanent falling out in May. It sets the stage for her to go find a lawyer, get her ducks in a row, and get a lawsuit filed, as she has the right to do if she believes she was harmed or wronged in some way by Dalvin Cook.
and 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 November nineteenth is the official date. And you know, here we are. Here we are at this stage of November on the tenth. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com. The um and and if I'm if I'm um, making a mistake here with where I saw this, I apologize. I'm sure you'll correct me uh, because you read everything. But I think it was that Star Tribune piece that I read last night where it was like you know she maced Dalvin. She went and got his gun in his room. Uh, he did A, B, and C. But then the next morning, he drove her to the airport. I mean, it was just weird. Well, that's right. And look, life sometimes is complicated and messy, and people have issues. Things happen. And in isolation, that event, if it occurred the way that one person claims it occurred, is a violation of the law, can result in the imposition of of a civil judgment. But then there's short-term forgiveness, and people move on, and there's reconciliation, and that doesn't wipe the slate clean. The only thing that wipes the slate clean is a release of claims. So you can have complicated facts and circumstances, but it doesn't change the fact, if the fact is true, that there was some sort of an assault, some sort of a violation, just because, you know, at the end of the incident, people didn't go their separate ways and never interact again doesn't mean it didn't happen. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, NBC's Football Night in America. Now, first with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Now, you, you have a new story you just posted. How aggressively did the NFL investigate Aaron Rodgers' COVID protocol violations? But before that, uh, something from earlier, man. I mean, ProFootballTalk.com is just on fire right now. Holy cow. Uh, why are other teams outraged over the NFL's handling of the Aaron Rodgers' COVID situation? Well, a variety of reasons, and the most obvious, obvious of which is that the league did not punish the Packers or Rodgers for all of the violations that occurred. Twice a week from the start of the regular season on, where Aaron Rodgers was doing press conferences indoors without a mask on, everybody thought he was vaccinated. The league knew the truth. The team knew the truth. The team wasn't haranguing and harassing him to wear a mask because the team is tiptoeing on eggshells around the delicate genius who may or may not be in his last year with the team, and it's a fragile, tenuous relationship. And I think it makes no sense for the teams to be the front line when it comes to enforcement of the COVID protocols. Why should the teams have to potentially alienate certain players? The league should be the one that's enforcing it. And with Rodgers doing these press conferences on Packers.com and you see clips of them on TV, the league knew he wasn't vaccinated and they knew he wasn't wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So the end result, and I had someone explain it to me like this last night. If you shoplift twice a week, every week, for eight weeks, and you're finally caught, and they know that you shoplifted twice a week for eight weeks, you don't just get punished for one incident of shoplifting, which is what happened to Aaron Rodgers. You get punished for all of them. And I think the league is trying to cover up the fact that it was asleep at the switch and not enforcing the protocols the way that it should. And I'm also curious, Paul, this was the item I just posted, how aggressively did they even investigate this? Because there are other photos coming out of other places where Aaron Rodgers was that violated protocol. You're not allowed to gather with three or more teammates anywhere outside of the facility if you're not vaccinated. And that's what he did on October 15, beyond the Halloween party. Did they sit him down? Did they grill him the way that Tom Brady was grilled after the footballs were allegedly deflated? Did they ask to see his phone? What pictures are on your phone? You know, there may be plenty of evidence on his cell that shows 
where he was and what he did and text messages with teammates saying, yeah, I'll meet you there at the bar at, at 10 o'clock. Who else is going to be there? This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. You prove another violation. Hmm. They See, why people are pissed is because with certain teams, when there's any hint of a violation, Jeff Pash, the guy who's – Name became familiar in the Washington football team scandal as a good friend of Bruce Allen, the former WFT president. Pash presses the button and activates his minions to descend. If it's the Patriots, it's descend. It's swarm, 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 and find all the evidence you can to prove that they were breaking the rules. Wow. It didn't happen with the Packers. And that's why that's one of the reasons why people are pissed off. Damn, man. PFT. On the field, you followed the Minnesota Vikings for a long time. With, purple purgatory. With, yeah, with, with, with the ways purple purgatory are losing these games. I mean, have you ever seen anything like this? Well, double-digit lead in the second half, yeah. squandered, yeah. and then the effort to, to pull the rabbit out of the hat. I've I probably said this before on your show. It reminds me of Chili Ball, where it was under Brad Childress. Keep it until Brett until Brett Favre got there. Keep it close. Keep it close. Keep it close, and hope for something to go your way in the fourth quarter. And the reality is, one week it will, one week it won't. One week it will, one week it won't, and you're nine and seven, or seven and nine, Ooh. or eight and eight. And that's that's what this team is going to be if they're lucky. So I don't know if if you know if it gets people to keep. Filling U.S. Bank Stadium and watching the games on TV when they understand what the formula is, when they understand what the pattern is, when they understand what the flaws are, there's a point where you just say, I've had enough. And that's that's only a, a question that the fan base can resolve at this point. Gruden, Ruggs, Damon Arnett. If, if you, you are Raiders owner Mark Davis, what do you think of all this? Well... I don't know because I've never dealt with anything like this before. And one of the issues is... Whether or not Las Vegas has something to do with this, Peter King addressed it in Football Morning in America. He talked to somebody else from another team who basically said, I wouldn't want to be responsible for a team in Las Vegas right now. And I don't know how much Las Vegas added to any of this stuff. It definitely didn't add to the Gruden stuff because it all happened before he was ever even back with the Raiders. It's just one of those occasions where things line up against you. And how do you deal with it going forward? How do you fight through adversity? And ultimately, you know, when it comes to these wasted 2020 first-round draft picks, I don't know who had the final say. John Gruden ran the show there, and Mike Mayock set the table for him. But at some point, Mayock's going to have to pay for this, too. And Mayock's kind of trying to distance himself a little bit from guys like Arnett, because Gruden was going to take who Gruden was going to take. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, the, the example I used yesterday, like when it's time for Thanksgiving dinner, and, and if Gruden's the one putting the food on the plate, well, somebody's got to put the food on the table before he can start selecting what he's going to put on his plate. There's some natural honing and trimming and winnowing of the field that the GM does. So uh, this isn't good for Mayock, and I think it, it pushes Mark Davis toward just pressing the reset button when this season ends and starting over. How the heck did the Buffalo Bills lose to Jacksonville? Well, look, the Jaguars are still an NFL team, and you've got to be ready every single week. Until they start relegating or contracting NFL teams, these teams are still part of the league. And the Jaguars had a defensive game plan, and I think that the Buffalo Bills refused to accept that what they wanted to do wasn't going to work, and they kept doing the thing that wasn't working, 
and it never worked. And it was too much on Josh Allen, the quarterback of the team. And Josh Allen, the, the pass rusher for the Jaguars, was motivated to have a huge game. And uh, you, you just saw too many efforts by Josh Allen, the quarterback, to make that one throw. We see this from time to time. A guy thinks, you know, we're, we're, we're slipping into quicksand here. I'm going to make that one throw, that one play, that one moment that changes everything, and it just never happened. All right, Michael. I appreciate you, ma'am. Now, um, with the uh, with the book Playmakers and the pre-order, because uh, the book comes out in, like, March, from a uh, from a Christmas uh, standpoint, if people if people like want to order your book playmakers and and make it a Christmas gift, but it's not actually a book, how do they do it? What do you mean? Well, you know what I mean. I mean, it's like, hey, I pre-ordered you. You love Florio. You love PFT. You listen to nine to noon every Wednesday at nine. Here's your gift. Like they can get the actual book at Christmas. No, you can't get it until March. It's right. not out until March. Right, the book sleeve. <laughs> I right. Mean, yeah, no, can, here's a, you know what you can do? You can know what you can do? Sleeve? That's a good question, though. Here's a good question. That's a great idea, Nordo. No, no. It, 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 I, I'll go one even farther than that. If you want to get playmakers for someone who you think will enjoy it, yeah. you can get it for them. And what they have as of December 25 and through the end of the season exclusive access to the Playmakers podcast every Friday. There that's the added value. Yeah. So that's what you get on December 25 moving forward. And uh, then you get the book on, on March 15th. So I don't mm. know. You know, you, they, Like the Costanza, the card, a gift has been made <laughs> in your honor to the human fund. Just uh. get a little card that says on March 15th you'll get Playmakers. And until then, enjoy the Playmakers podcast. The, so the, the, problem solved. The chapter I read last night about Paul Horning and yeah. fixing games. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. That, yep. That yep. Is you're, so... you're all over it. So... I expect a full report. It sounds like you're paying very close attention to the content of Playmakers. I'm impressed. Hey, ma'am, uh, you stole the show today with all that information. The show just started. And knowledge uh, the show stuff. can still be stolen. You're on for another two hours and 41 minutes. It's the best opening segment I've had all Wednesday, and for that I appreciate you. Later. Bye. Bye. Mike Florio, PFT. Oh, my God. That's heavy. <laughs> this the whole thing's heavy. Wow. The Dalvin thing? Yeah, well, yeah. And, yeah, it's a freaking anvil. And, like, Florio just, and he's so connected and plugged in, and he's barrister raised. He's like, let me get this straight. Somebody allegedly deflates footballs, and they go through the rigmarole like this. And then with the Packers quarterback, how aggressively did the NFL investigate Rodgers' COVID protocol violations is a fair question. I mean, it's just heavy. No, they wanted it to go away. Again, the one thing that everyone should agree on Jeez. is that those the COVID protocols are not about keeping the players healthy. And they'll address these situations as they come. It's butts in seats. It's making back the $3 billion plus that they didn't get in revenue a year ago. So the deflated footballs, the integrity of the game, that would be their argument. This, they just want people to stop talking about. I mean, they're... There are purge cracks. $14,000. There are purge cracks that are emerging. I mean, a year and change after the initiation of said purge, seemingly on a daily basis. Yeah. Just when we thought they were purge crevices or like purge little baby leaks, they, they're they all out unadulterated purge cracks that are just taking place right now. It's very heavy for nine to noon. Oof. So let's loosen it up and play Stump the Snob as in the <laughs> sports snob. A saucy Saucy, he'll be here. 
uh, Ron Johnson, nice enough to uh, fill in for Corey Cove, who was uh, out on vacation. It's a Nordo-constructed game, and um, that is next. Now, uh, later in the radio show, uh, the midweek Zimmer press conference that takes place at about 1030. Also, Ryan Carter with uh, Bally Sports North and the Minnesota Wild. He'll join us in the 651 Carpet Studio to uh, chat about these Red Hot Wild. About ready to beat those Coyotes this evening. Yeah. How about a Timberwolves upset victory this evening against the Golden State Warriors? Chris Finch, coach of the Timberwolves, joins us in a couple of hours. I mean, just when you think things are as bleak as bleak can be, they beat the champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now now we're on a five-game bender, and we got Steph coming off a game of 50 points, which means undoubtedly we'll win tonight. Strange, strange sports world right now with purge cracks emerging left and right. It's Paul Allen, FM 100.3, KFAN. It's the Love Covenant. And Nordo got that cash thing. Good morning. Good morning. I do indeed. The fan, along with Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains, they're trying to put a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest. Let's just reset things, make it a positive vibe, and hopefully one of you will win $1,000. This hour's keyword is bag. Picture filling a bag with $1,000. That'd be sweet. Text bag to 200-200. Text bag to 200-200. Text message and data rates apply. Fan the fan. Programming on the fan brought to you in part by Quick Trip. Saucy meat sauce, a catalyst with the wildly successful, highly touted Power Trip Morning Show. Very special guest joining us this week for Stump the Snob is in the Sports Snob. Uh, his name is Ron Johnson, one of the uh, great gopher receivers in the history of the program. It's also Big Fat Pig Week, and um, Ron was nice enough to co-host uh, my Faith and Gold podcast, where yesterday we taped with... Uh, Hall of Famer Tony Dungy. We wow. feel we feel it went. Yeah, we feel it went. Where can we hear that? Uh, that's going to be on the free iHeartRadio app. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give as me the, that again. As the kids would say, it drops Thursday. Uh, free iHeartRadio app or KFAN.com, the Paul Allen Show page. A nice little 25-minute conversation with HOF Tony Dungy. Uh, Ron was the co-host, and uh, we, we thought it was pretty cool, man. So uh, keep your uh, eyes and ears open for that. The Faith and Goal podcast featuring Tony Dungy this week, and uh, you'll be able to find it tomorrow. Uh, Ron, thanks a lot for filling in for Corey Cove. Uh, do you have any questions as to how this game works? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Oh, so I just I wore my Corey Cove outfit, so <laughs> all black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but a better brand. Well, yeah, and your beard looks <laughs> markedly better too because yeah. it goes above your chin. Yeah, his looks like he tried to come up with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> he always uh, looks like he's wearing a turtleneck. So, you, so you were playing possum when you came in here, kind of like I don't know how the game works. Okay, we'll uh, say. I mean, uh, as questions, yeah, your well, name's quest- your buzzer. Question mark. Uh, your mm-hmm. name, your name is your buzzer. It's a Nordo creation. It was verbal manna from heaven. When if the, I say Corey by mistake, that's still my buzzer. That's fine. So, sure. Uh, when the purge hit, Nordo came up with this, and uh, we happen to love it every week. And here they are. It's time to stump the snob. 
on 9 to Noon. Hi, Nardo. Hey, good morning. It's sports trivia. PA, the host of 9 to Noon. He's a self-proclaimed sports snob. I got Ron Johnson in the house. Ron Johnson. Johnson. I got Meat Sauce Paul Lambert in the house. Sauce. Johnson. And it's sports trivia. It's all NFL related. And later in the show, oh, next boy. segment, I should say, you'll have oh. higher point value Hail Mary questions. You'll have categories. You each have a sheet in front of you. Muppet. But first, it is time for... Kicking them off. I have three lists, and there are answers associated with Let's said go. list. Let's go. I give you the topic of the list, and one by one, around and around we go, you give me an answer. And if it's correct, you get a point. If it's incorrect, yep. you are out for the remainder of that list. Yep. How and many are on the list? Well, it depends we'll on the that. list, and okay. we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Okay. But it's a good question, button. though. Do I have what? Do the button? Naval. I just hit it. Bambarino. Yeah, where did that go? Earlobe. Hey, what's that name? That, the nickname that you call Abbott? Um, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al No, what is what is no, Nordo, Nordo, call? Nordo calls him Dropfoot. I do. Yeah, because he can't feel one of his feet. What's that? Um, I don't know exactly, but to watch him, <laughs> you know, like when your foot goes to sleep. Well, his is Rip Van Winkle, so he gets up and like and like he'll stumble and stuff, man. And I'll say navel. <laughs> Let's just start. He ain't running down any flights of stairs. Uh, uh, look at Ron with that big <laughs> all right, the, smile. All right, the first list. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> the first list. <laughs> okay. Starting with UPA, yep. there are 14 players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 14 players in the NFL okay. as of now, currently, this year. Okay. 14 players in the NFL that have at least five rushing touchdowns. Give me one. Um, holy cow. Um, wow. James Robinson. That is correct. He does indeed have five. To you, Ron. Uh, let's go Alvin Kamara. Ooh, I'm sorry, my friend. He yes. has wow. three. Uh, Johnson goes limp. Five wow. or more. Five rushing touchdowns. I'll go with, I think, the leader in it, um, Derrick Henry. That's right. Oh, my God. I think we're going to do that. I know. That's correct. I UPA. Know. Oh, it's my turn? Yes. Oh. Um, oh. Kyler Murray. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, come on. Where is he? Come on, Con. He only has three. Oh, my uh, God. The only other one I can think of right now is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Good one. He has eight. Uh, what do you call uh, Nick Chubb? Chick Nub. He's got to have that. He had two yes or on Sunday. He's got to have at least five. He's got six. That's okay. correct. Um, I'll go with. Let's see here. I'll go Great. with Austin Eckler. Two. And you are correct. He's got five. Uh, I'll go with Lamar. Ooh. No, Sorry, man. okay. Yeah, that's one. That's the only thing he's not yeah, putting up yeah, on the stat yeah. sheet. He's only well, got he, two. He missed I one think. on Sunday by about yeah. an inch. Yeah, he only has two. Uh, James Conner has ten. Joe oh. Mixon, Damian James Harris. James Conner has ten. Yeah, he does. James Conner has ten touchdowns. Yeah, he does. Oh my God! We had what? He had two bro. rushing on, and that's where Kyler, that's where Kyler Murray's production's going. Conner's just yeah, bro. he's he's getting into the end zone. You, you could have hit me with an over under seven and a half on James Conner touchdowns. I would have bet five thousand dollars on yeah. under. Absolutely. Damian Harris is uh, is at seven. Oh, hey. Damian. Will. Ezekiel yes. Elliott, Kareem Mabel. Hunt, Zeke. Wow. Uh, wow. Sam Darnold. 
What? Daryl oh, yeah. Henderson with the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So, wow. Saucy in the lead with four. PA with one. Ron had a good answer. It just wasn't the right one in this particular case. But we're starting We're starting with you, Ron. All right. Simply enough, the top 15 in passing yards so far in 2021. The top 15 QBs, their passing totals, all of them over 2,100 yards. The top 15, give me one of them. Uh, Tom Brady. Yes, second in the NFL, 2,650. Saucy. Uh, Kyler Murray. He is seventh. That is correct. I'd like to try Matt Ryan. You'd like to try him. He got him. He's 12th. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Leads the league. Um, I'll go with um, Herbert. Sixth. That's correct. You got six points, Saucy. Thank you, babe. Um, how about um, uh, your um, uh, Derek Carr? Third in the league, yes. Oh. I'm going to go with... How uh, many are there again? There are 15, 15 total. Thank you. 15. I'm Nine remain. to go with... Uh, let's go with Kirk Cousins. 14th. That is correct. Uh, Rodgers. Come on. Wow. Yes. He's on the top 15? He is 24th in the NFL uh, in passing yards. Well, yeah, he he, that. Yeah, he's, he's missed tell- two games. Well, his first game was yeah. awful. He missed he, one game. But he's telling everybody he's third. I thought that was a pretty good Eli's joke. No, I'm on my phone. <laughs> um, I'm going to try. Um, uh, how about um, your Bills guy, Josh Allen? Oh, how about yeah. him? He's eighth. Oh, yes. Do you run? Uh, let's go with uh, Corey, Carson Wentz. Tenth. Oh, nice one. That's pretty PA, good, back to you. Uh, well, it's Lamar. I mean, Lamar. Yes. Yeah, He's Lamar. ninth. He has more passing yards than Kirk does. Uh, let's go with, uh, what's his name with the hair in Kansas City? Three, two. Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. He's, uh, he can't be. Mahomes. No, he's fourth in the NFL. What? Yeah. He is? Oh, yeah, he's throwing for yards and he's not winning games. How many left? Uh, one, two, three remain. Four remain. I'd like to try next level tanning. Yeah, he's 13th. That's correct. You're up to six points. Uh, let's go with Baker Mayfield. Let's not and say we did. Huh? Yeah, he's 23rd. He's, he's got more yards than Rodgers. Too much time for Teddy? 11th, that is correct. Oh, and is it you, just me? Yep, and you got two remaining. Oh. Um, three. Jay Goff. Two. Joe Burrow, fifth. Oh, yeah. What am I doing oh, man, here? Burrow. And Mac Jones, 15th. What? Mm. Mac right. Jones. Jeez. Final list. Uh, by the way, PA is taking the lead with seven. Ron has five. He's back in. It's Saucy with six. Many to go. Final list, starting with you, Saucy. There are 14 teams. So the Vikings have the lowest positive point differential in the NFL, plus three. They've scored three total points more than they've allowed this year. There are 14 teams with a negative point differential in 2021. Give them to me. Saucy. Negative point differential. Well, Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville is correct. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, Jets have to be on there. <laughs> yes, they are. Minus, yeah, uh, they're 107 in the bad. Should call them the Lets. Because uh, they got let's go L. with the Texans. Uh, worst in the NFL, 130 mm. underwater. Well, obviously the Lions. They're second worst. That's correct. Jags. I said that. You're out. Ooh. Oh crap! 
peeping Rosie's bugging me in that window. <laughs> Let's go with the uh, Dolphins. You said that at home. <laughs> yes, Dolphins is no. correct. You're up to seven. Saucy. Uh, let's like go that. with the... We like when Rosie peeps. Uh, peeps let's go the Giants. Let's go with them. That's correct. Rosie hates when it snows because... Uh, let's go with... Let's go with the Washington football team. Good one. That's correct. Ah, Ron came to play. Big that big week. Um, Ron's a competitor. Ron cares, and that's a yeah. big part of this game. <laughs> uh, let's go with the uh, Reggie Wayne was nothing without three, him. two, one. I have no idea. I don't either. All right, Ron, you're all alone, and you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven potential points on the line here. Rattle them off. Uh, let's start with what's on your computer in front of you. Sauce's uh He's got an email. Oh, okay. Instagram page. I, 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 saw I, can, him. I can see it and okay. I, um, I saw him hit that X key. <laughs> I was just like wondering what happened. X rated key. Um let's go with uh the Eggles. Let's not, Ron. Uh, let's not Ron. I mean you had seven options. Yeah. Could have picked the Bears, could have picked the Falcons, the Niners, the no, Panthers. I said Steelers. The Bears. You did not say the Bears. Yes, I did. No, the you Bears did not. are one of my earlier ones. No, it yeah. wasn't. Steelers, Chiefs, and Chargers. The Eagles. Chiefs. The that Eagles, the Vikings, and the Seahawks are actually three teams. Oh, the Colts are in there, too, uh, with positive point differential. Good question. Uh, following, picking them off, yeah, it is uh, Saucy in the lead with nine, PA and Ron with eight. When we return, Stump the Snob categories, higher point value, Hail Mary question, sports trivia. It's Ron Johnson, it's Saucy, and it's nine to noon. Back shortly. We're coming. We're coming. Time now for the Vikings report on the fan presented by pilot games. Vikings assistant coach Paul Gunther joins PA after this from pilot games. EKFAN. Stump the snob. All right, let's jump back into it. Sports trivia weekly nine to noon. PA is the self-proclaimed sports snob. Ron Johnson and meat sauce Paul Lambert trying to prove that he is not said self-affirmed, self-proclaimed snob. And I'm uh, the Corey that cares. Uh, you Corey that cares. It's a perfect nickname. Meat Sauce Paul Lambert in the lead with nine points following picking him off. PA and Ron both have eight. And now it is time for... Categories. You guys have sheets in front of you. Four categories with four questions each in ascending point values. I also have a bonus bit for each one. And uh, the categories are return to sender, loser's lament, Poorly graded trades, and while the reality is, whose voice is that? Uh, you just pick somebody. Okay, that you don't care much for. No, I'm just <laughs> it's just it's it's something somebody says. I anyway. didn't know if that was part of the the question. Nope. Each, each of the okay. questions will be related to that. Anyway, those four categories. Saucy's in the lead. He gets to choose where we go first. Now, Ron, as soon as I read the question. All of you will have the chance at any point to use your name as your buzzer, ring in, you get the points, and then you choose where we go next. So you're eligible for every question, no matter who chooses where we go, all right? Got it. Perfect. All right, Saucy. Poorly graded trades. Perfect. For one point, this all-pro receiver was sent from a body, bottom Ball. feet. Yes. Uh, OBJ. All right. This all-pro receiver was sent from a bottom-feeding AFC team to a currently contending NFC team for a washed-up running back and a second-round pick. Oh, good one. Oh, jeez. Three. Ron. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins. That's right. That's correct. 
Okay. See, Ron's a quick study. Okay. Uh, like let's go poorly traded grades again. Okay, excellent. Or graded trade. I got I it. Traded grades. <laughs> for two points, he was the third overall pick in 2012, was traded for a first-round pick to the Colts in 2013, and was just dreadful. Oh. Yes. Trent Richardson. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's correct. He was terrible. I'd like to go three for traded grades. I think he had like 10 or 11 touchdowns his rookie year, and then it was just awful. Uh, PA in the lead with 10. Ron and Saucy with nine. Sticking in the same spot, PA? Yeah, traded grades. The Patriots got him, and eventually 50 touchdown catches. Yes. Ah. Antonio Brown. Paul. Ah. Randy Moss. I knew it. That's right. Four. Uh, For a fourth-round pick. The Raiders. Yeah, during the draft. Yep. Lane Kiffin, though. The Saints traded their first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks in a draft. Paul. Plus, yes. Ricky Williams. That's right. Oh. Mike That's Dick guy. Mike Dick guy. And then they wore their dresses on, uh, yeah. they got married on ESPN. Okay. P- uh, Saucy's in the lead with 16 points. The bonus question. In 97, the Rams traded this guy away who wound up being a Super Bowl winning Hall of Famer. They use the draft capital. Ron. Yes. Uh, Jerome Bettis. That's right. Oh, oh done. I didn't know that. Who wow. the hell asked him to come? That's for six well, that's points. Private. Ron up to 15. Well done. Uh, which category which should we go to next, Ron? Yeah. Uh, let's go Loser's Lament. Yeah, loser's up. Lament. <laughs> Known mostly as a Jet and Buck, his 21 seasons in the NFL included the most regular season uh, losses. Ron. Yes. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Oh. Paul. Yes. Anthony Beck. Keep going, please. Who the hell is Anthony Beck? <laughs> By any QB in oh, NFL history. Oh, Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that Too bad. <laughs> the 21 season. I should have waited for the 21 seasons. <laughs> I mean, that was early on, Rob. Yeah, these are the best. The that, that part was before you. the best kids ever. I oh, was it? No, I didn't yeah. hear the 21. He, he has uh, the most playoff losses of any QB in NFL history with 13. He also led two different AFC teams to Paul. Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, man. Jim Kelly? Oh, damn it. It, it was done? To Super Bowl wins. Oh, okay. yes. He led two different AFC teams to Super Bowl wins. Oh. He also has the most playoff losses of any QB in NFL history. Hey. Um. Three? Two? Uh, Ron. Yes. Uh, uh, Peyton Manning? That's right. Oh, good one. This is, is unbelievable. All uh, right, for three? Yeah. He lost 65 one-possession games in his career, a Super Bowl-era record. This cocky QB with a weird arm delivery Paul. and all the... Yes. Phillip Rivers. That's right. Four. You're up to 20 points. 20 for Saucy, 17 for Ron, 10 for PA. In 2008, when the Lions went 0-16, this TV personality started and lost seven of them. Paul? Yes. Matt Millen? Oh, Ron. Oh. Dan Orlovsky. That's right. Oh, yeah. Good one. And Ron takes the lead. He's up to 21. All right. Perfect. Nice job, Ron. Bonus bit. (laughs) This second round pick in 2017 was 0-15 as a starter for the Browns his rookie season. He spent 2018, yes. Deshaun Kaiser? That's right. Oh, wow. And just like that, Um, PA gets six points. He's in the mix, 16. Return to sender. 
The only two players that have more than one kick return touchdown in Vikings history both played within the last 15 years. Cordero Patterson and who? Kick return, right? Yes. Ball. Is it Kenny Wongu? No. Here's one. More than oh, one. Oh, more than one. Um, Sorry, I wasn't Ball? Yes. David Palmer? Within the last 15 years. I know. Johnson. Oh, Unless damn it. Two. Three. Oh, Three. Two. Uh, let's one. go with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marcus Sherrills. No. Alex Sherrills. I told Percy. Oh, Percy. I told Percy. I told Percy. Cordero and Percy tied for franchise lore. Five kick return touchdowns apiece. Return to sender for a Dewey. Nobody else has more than one. He was a Pro Bowl returner in 2005, but it is more known for his speed on the highway and route to Mankato. Corin Robinson. That's right. Corin oh. Robinson. That's great. He had a kick return TD that year. He had an 82-yard punt return score in 2008, bested only by the 99-yard reception TD he took in the same year. Oh. Yes. Bernard Berrien. That's right. How do you know that? Shut up. Because he's the announcer. Are we done? He probably yelled he's loose when he did. We have 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 two more. Sender, here we go. His primary value was as a receiver, but he did have 17 punt returns. Oh, Ron. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Ron. Burleson. He had 17 punt returns for 162 yards and a touchdown in 1999. Uh, Paul, David Palmer. I have no idea. Uh, Randy Moss. Primary value at Kansas City. It's either Burleson or somebody else. At Kansas City, man. We got about 99. All right, the bonus bit. During the 90s, he had two punt return touchdowns for the. Yes. David Palmer. That's right. (laughs) He was sitting on that one. Wow. Saucy in the lead yeah, at 26. Take that. Ron and PA both have 21 yep. apiece. All right. Final. Where are we at here? The reality, reality is. Uh, the reality is, for one, you can't keep greatness down long as this team is 5 and 4 and currently. Oh. A, yes. Cleveland. Is currently a playoff team despite a rookie quarterback and Paul, injury issues. Paul. Yes. Uh, I will go with oh. the uh, Patriots. Yes. That's right. Correct. Two. For two, when they won a division at, well, hold on. The reality is when they won a division at seven and nine and start Ron. a seat, yes. Uh, the other team over there, the uh, Three. Uh, Cowboys. Two. Oh, shoot. When they won a division at seven and nine and start the next season two and six, we really shouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, the Giants, uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, Washington Football. I was gonna say oh, yeah, okay. uh, it was either the, Gi- yeah, it was the Cowboys or Washington. Yeah, I couldn't remember who to the playoffs is. last year. For three, the reality is they'll eventually fade without their most dominant offensive player. Oh, yes, Tennessee. That's right. That is correct. Mm. Four, babe. The reality is, other than a tough pass defense, this squad is mediocre in every other facet. Three and five, and looks miles away. Yes. Bears. They're three and six. They're three and five, and look miles away from their recent Super Bowl appearance. Paul. Yes. KC? Paul? Atlanta? Uh, The San Francisco 49ers. They're terrible. Why are they so bad? I have no idea, but everyone's hurt on that team, it looks like. So maybe oh, that's it. Maybe that's I do all, know why. Yeah, they'll all come back in three weeks. Uh, the bonus bit. Is that when we play them? Yes. 
the bonus bit. Team is 6-2 and two and only faced two playoff teams, the Saints and the Bills, the rest of the season. Just crown them now. Oh, Paul. Yes. Tennessee Titans. All right. Baltimore Ravens. Three. Three. All right, Ronald. Two. One. Uh, the Saints. Oh, no, they're not. They yeah, don't play themselves. What are they, PA? <laughs> play with themselves. Uh, what are, what they, are they, sauce? What are they, PA? Yeah, what are they, sauce, playing with themselves? What are they, Nordo, when his kids are upstairs? <laughs> <Yeah>, Nordo. <laughs> 62 Rams? Oh, my God, that was elite. Uh, the Bucks. So elite. The Bucks. Oh, God, how they hold you down on that power oh, trip. It's unbelievable. My goodness. Oh, God. God the they Bucks. make fun of you. Yeah, so do oh, you, man. though. All right, so following, following... Category Saucy's in the lead with 30. Both Ron and PA are both still very much in it, however, as they. uh, I'm sorry. As they both have 21. It is time for. Hail Mary. I have three questions. They are worth six, seven, and eight points, respectively. Tupac. I'll have five initials like clues at any point, Ron. You think you know it. You just ring in and you uh, get the points. Otherwise, you're out for the remainder of the question if you're wrong. Good question. Uh, with the nine-point differential, either PA or Ron would have to get two of these and Sauce would have to get shut out. So Daisy let's, May. Let's see what happens here. The six-point question. Attended William and Mary. First coordinator job was in Paul. Minnesota. Yes. Mike Tomlin. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. Good one. That was a, that was my guess. PA's up to 27. Ron, you got to run the table here, and you can be victorious. The seven-point question. 6'5", 227 pounds. Nine career touchdown receptions. Born in Des Moines, Iowa. Went to Iowa State. Undrafted receiver in 2018. Just got fined like Aaron Rodgers. Paul. Yes. It's a uh, win. Is it Paul. Scantling? Alan Lazard. Oh, damn it. Uh, we, have a, right. we have a new leader. Nice job, PA. We have a new leader. Garzy, we missed that 10. That's private. Uh, final. Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. Wait for the text from Abbott. My goodness. He's dead. Uh, PA's in the lead with 34. Saucy fault. with 30. PA, you get this, you win. Mm-hmm. Saucy, if you get this, nice you win. Nice job, PA. And Ron, you are eliminated, but play spoiler if you so choose. The eight-point question is this. 29 years old, out of UCLA. Anthony Barr. Okay. Fourth-round draft pick by Seattle. Has played for eight different teams. Outside linebacker currently in the north. LeVar Ball. Just hang on, Rob. Yeah, it's calm, almost yeah, over. Ron, calm down. <laughs> you're, having, you're having fun, and Seriously. we love you, but... Yeah. See, er, Ernie uh, Wheelwright gets that question right. Uh, Who the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> the final question is, he's definitely not a fan of Tony Carrente. Oh, Paul. Oh. Saucy was first. Uh, it's none other than uh, three. three. Sam Jacobson's Two. dad. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Cassius Marsh. Yeah, you win. You win. He just got fined. He's got fined for the Bears. I appreciate you guys. Now, Ron. PA's victorious. 9 a.m. Buffalo Wild Wings Coon Rapids on Friday. Deal? Yeah, are they going to have a chicken sandwich ready for me? Yeah, whatever you need. Uh, first, uh, first half of the show, you and Greenway on the pig. Uh, 9 a.m. 
Buffalo Wild Wings, Coon Rapids Friday. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. JG joins us next.